Hello and welcome to the new series on infectious diseases of the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in the first episode I'm going to be talking to you about bacteria. If you want to follow along with written notes on this topic you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash bacteria or in the infectious diseases section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Bacteria are single-celled organisms and they come in many shapes and sizes and most bacteria are not harmful. However, some are pathogenic and cause infectious diseases. These pathogenic bacteria are the most relevant to learning medicine because these are the ones you're going to be treating on a day-to-day basis. They can be organised into several categories. You can organise them into aerobic and anaerobic bacteria, and you can organise them into gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria. And then there's atypical bacteria, which are slightly different. Learning where the bacteria fall within these categories helps you to work out which antibiotics will be most effective against them and what type of infections they're most likely to cause. So aerobic bacteria require oxygen, whereas anaerobic bacteria do not. Gram-positive bacteria have a thick peptidoglycan cell wall that stains with crystal violet staining. So when you add a stain to the bacteria in a culture dish, you'll find that gram-positive bacteria stain and they go crystal violet colour. Gram-negative bacteria don't have this thick cell wall and so they don't stain with crystal violet stain, but they will stain with other stains. Atypical bacteria cannot be stained or cultured in the normal way and this is what makes them atypical. Bacteria can also be classified based on their shapes. So rod-shaped bacteria are called bacilli and circular-shaped bacteria are called cocci. And these are the most common two shapes that you're going to come across. So some basic anatomy and physiology of bacteria. There's some key components that you need to learn about in order to understand the targets for antibiotic treatment. So the cell walls are a very important structure and that's the structure that surrounds the outer cell membrane and is found on gram-positive bacteria. Nucleic acid is an essential component of bacterial DNA. It's going to be important later when we talk about antibiotics. Ribosomes are where bacteria proteins are synthesized within the bacterial cell. And then folic acid is an essential component for the synthesis and regulation of DNA within the bacteria. Now folic acid can't be directly imported into the cell and it requires a chain of intermediates to get into the cell. So this chain starts with something called paraaminobenzoic acid or PABA which is directly absorbed into the cell across the cell membrane and then this PABA is converted into dihydrofolic acid or DHFA and this is converted inside the cell into tetrahydrofolic acid or THFA which is then converted into folic acid. So this is a series of chains of different chemicals that ultimately become folic acid in the cell. And this folic acid is used for DNA regulation and synthesis. Let's talk about the gram stain. A gram stain is a quick way to check a sample under a microscope to look for bacteria, and it involves two main steps. The first step is to add a crystal violet stain, which binds to the molecules in that thick peptoglycan cell wall that you find 
in gram-positive bacteria and it turns them violet. So when you look under your microscope, you'll see these violet little circles or rods. Then you need to add a counter stain such as safranin. And this binds to the cell membrane in the bacteria that don't have a cell wall. So these are gram-negative bacteria and it turns them red or pink. So when you want to stain bacteria to see whether there's any on a gram stain, first you do a crystal violet stain and it'll show up gram-positive bacteria. Then you add a counter stain which will show up gram-negative bacteria. What are some examples? Well, we can start with gram-positive cocci. And there's three main gram-positive cocci that you need to remember because they come up very commonly. The first is Staphylococcus, the next is Streptococcus, and the final one is Enterococcus. We can talk about gram-positive rods, and one way you can remember the gram-positive rods is using the mnemonic Corny Mike's List of Basic Cars. Corny would be corny bacteria. Mike's would be mycobacteria. List of is listeria. Basic is bacillus and cars is nocardia. Gram-positive anaerobes can be remembered using the mnemonic CLAP. C is for clostridium. L is for lactobacillus. A is actinomyces. And P is propionibacterium. Next we'll move on to gram-negative bacteria. And basically if we haven't already listed the bacteria above, then it's probably gram-negative. So common gram-negative bacteria are Neisseria meningitidis, which is the meningococcal bacteria that causes meningitis, Neisseria gonorrhea, which is the gonococcal bacteria that causes gonorrhea, Haemophilus influenza, E. coli, Klebsiella, Pseudomonas arginosa, and Moraxella catarralis. Let's move on to atypical bacteria and the definition of atypical bacteria is that they cannot be cultured in the normal way or detected using a gram stain. Atypical bacteria are most often implicated in pneumonia. The atypical bacteria that cause atypical pneumonia can be remembered using the mnemonic legions of Sitaki MCQs. So MCQs like you'd find in your exams. Legions is Legionella pneumophilia. Sitaki is Chlamydia Sitaki. M is for Mycoplasma pneumonia. C is for Chlamydophilia pneumonia. And Q is for Q fever, which is caused by a bacteria called Coxiella bonetti. Let's move on to something called Methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, which I'm sure you've heard of, abbreviated to MRSA. And MRSA refers to a Staphylococcus aureus bacteria, or a gram-positive cocci, that's become resistant to beta-lactam antibiotics, such as penicillins, cephalosporins, and carbapenems. They're a big problem in healthcare settings where antibiotics are commonly used, because over time these bacteria become resistant to antibiotics when they're used again and again. Think about MRSA in patients that have had hospital admissions or come from nursing homes or other healthcare institutions. People are often colonised with MRSA bacteria and they have them living harmlessly on their skin and in their respiratory tract. And if these bacteria become part of an infection, they can be particularly difficult to treat because of their resistance to antibiotics. 
Patients that are being admitted for surgery or treatment in the hospital are screened for MRSA infections by using a nasal and a groin swab so that extra measures can be taken to try and eradicate them and stop their spread. Eradication usually involves a combination of chlorhexidine body washes and antibacterial nasal creams. If you do have an infection that's caused by MRSA, some of the typical antibiotics that can be used are things like doxycycline, clindamycin, vancomycin, ticoplanin and linezolid. Finally, let's talk about something called extended spectrum beta-lactamase bacteria or ESBLs. ESBLs are bacteria that have developed resistance to beta-lactam antibiotics. They produce beta-lactamase enzymes that destroy the beta-lactam ring on the antibiotic and they can be resistant to a very broad range of antibiotics. ESBLs tend to be bugs like E. coli or Klebsiella and typically they cause urinary tract infections but they can also cause infections in other areas such as pneumonia. ESBLs are usually sensitive to carbapenems such as meropenem and imipenem. Thanks for listening to this episode on bacteria. I've got some really exciting news to announce and that's that the Zero to Finals Medicine book is now available to buy on Amazon. And this is the book I wish I had during medical school. It contains all the information in the first four seasons of the podcast plus six specialties that we haven't covered yet. If you like this podcast and you found it helpful, please head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the book. It would mean the world to me if I could get these books out into the wild and see my work out there helping people. And if you pick one up, I hope you love it. And I'll see you on the next episode, which will be on antibiotics.